Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. We're back! Yay! With an EastEnders roundup! I'm so excited, I'm so excited! I've been using Ruby's bank account to buy some designer teddy bears for my baby bear. (laughs) Emma. And I'm here to extinguish the fire of love between Ruby and Martin. Connor, so what we got coming up this week, Emma? We are discussing the return of EastEnders! Yay! Yes, we're back with our normal roundup, so expect fun, games and some interesting features. But first, here's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! Get out of my pub! You need a slapping den. You bitch. You cow. Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank! Stace! Please in the fridge. Sausage surprise! Hope, Hope you, you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. Well, isn't it nice that EastEnders is back? I have deeply, and I'm not even joking, deeply, deeply missed EastEnders. It's almost been like, a death in the family not having it on my screen. Like, I know me and Emma, we, we, you know, entertained Red War. We had a good laugh at their expense. But let's be real. That's basically like the little Mo to Alfie. Really, EastEnders is our cat. Oh, is it? Oh, Kathleen! <laughs> <laughs> Great idea! <laughs> Yeah, we're still going to carry on with uh, red water references because they're just the best. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a fantastic series. We are going to keep it going. We're going to remind everyone why it needs to come back for a second series with me and Emma rewriting the whole thing. It'll be a reboot. We're going to have Agnes as some sea goddess slash the island witch. Yeah, like it's going to be everything. It's going, going to, be everything. to be everything. So this week and for the following weeks, we will be doing our normal roundup. However, you will notice that. The parts on Chantel will not be in our roundups. We have decided to create a special episode dedicated to Chantel and Grey's story, which will be coming out after the story has unfolded. So as we know at the moment, we're leading up before Grey is going to murder Chantel and then we're going to get the aftermath. And then what we're going to do is we're going to do a special episode where we discuss that in more detail, give it the discussion it needs we don't feel it's appropriate to put a story like that in this kind of roundup and minimise its impact. So yeah, we want to dedicate a special episode to it with some interviews from a piece I've created, which can hopefully help some women out there who might be going through this too. And we just want to treat it with the care it deserves. So yes, we haven't forgotten that storyline has happened this week. So when you don't hear it, don't think, oh, where is it? Um, that will be coming so just look out for it we'll be putting it on social media when that's coming out but we want to get the full effect and we want the the storyline to unfold before we put it out there yeah we want to give it it's the respect it deserves so with that being said let's start with our first roundup back there's a lot of couples this week but there's one who just is what the word love is if you looked up love you would find their names oh absolutely you would see them like a shining star <laughs> shining star 
star like <laughs> Sylvie could have always been. I knew Sylvie. I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to bring her back. <laughs> I, I don't care if I had to really horseshoe that sentence in. Gonna get that Sylvie reference. Star. <laughs> I mean, the only love story that could probably rival it is Stan and oh. Sylvie's. Other than that, this love story, it's something else. No, we're not talking about Phil and Sharon. We're definitely not talking about Mooby. And we're not talking about Balam. No, there's an even greater power couple on the square now, guys. That's hashtag hags. Bow chicka wow wow. Well, I mean, at least they're not cousins. That's something you can always say with any couple that's on the square. You might not like them, but at least they're not co- cousins. At least they're not in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been breaking lockdown rules firstly and they've been going and sleeping with each other when everyone else has been indoors and doing their I two mean, meters apart i mean come on if you want to do things like that if you want to break lockdown everyone knows in this country emma you go all the way up to barnard's castle oh, to check your eyesight yes um and then you stay at your your relative's house in i think durham and then you go back to Barnet just to have a check. Just have a check of your eyes. Then come oh, back. maybe that's what they were doing. Ah, uh, that's what they were doing. She was like, come on, we've got to check our eyesight. You know, a bit worried that we're not we're not feeling too great. Let's check our eyesight. Let's go to Barnet's. Let's drive all the way there. Yeah, that, yeah. that sounds like that might be how they got away with it. Because that's yeah. all right to do. So yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Everyone would have seen them and went, oh, it's all right, they're driving up to Barnard's. As soon as you, you hit Barnard's Castle, it's fine. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, right, yes. No, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> We're never going to forget that Dominic Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> the whole country will remember. <laughs> oh. It'll be on all those review shows in years to come. Yes. You know, the ones yes. where like Cheryl Baker pops out <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, they yeah. talk about how embarrassed it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as Emma's just beautifully, beautifully described, hags have been getting up to the brown sugar wah wah whilst everyone else was locked in. And, um, well, it seems to be going swimmingly for them, doesn't it? Well, for one of them. Well, yeah, for one of them, because <laughs> the other one's embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah, so Habiba doesn't want anyone to know while Jags wants to tell everyone that they're Shout in the love. <laughs> Shouted from the rooftops. <laughs> yes, I love that scene where like he's like um, just talking. He's like gorgeous food and beautiful, uh, beautiful woman. I'm the luckiest man, like blah blah blah. And then like she just goes, "Quick, get under that table now." <laughs> Like, you know, like those scenes of like a cheating couple. And just, they're like, get in that closet. No, get in there because your husband's back. <laughs> I mean, I'm not told from experience, guys. Don't worry. I'm not like an adult or I like Ruby, you know. I, I have I have some uh, some standards. <laughs> it was very, very different uh, thoughts on the relationship. But I heard from Denise, right? Right. Well, she knows everyone's costs as well. She does. Well, well, apparently Alfie had a vision <gasps> and he sees hags as the future oh my god that explains why his favorite song to sing to cat is my beautiful lady 
<laughs> my gorgeous woman. <laughs> On yeah, his boombox. Yeah, because heard of that song, had they, until he sang it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very small. <laughs> Very small amount of people heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many people were watching Redwater. <laughs> it's probably how many people were listening to our Redwater roundup. Probably very small, very small amount of people. Now, like, what the hell are these two doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, back on track. Hags may be the future, but. Habiba basically is like, no, get under there. She almost breaks his back, like cramming him underneath that table, doesn't she? She's like, get under there. Also, what was all that stuff that was falling on him as well? Was that flour? Oh, I didn't notice. Like, was like, as like he was pushed under and he was trying to, he was like, can I come out? Yeah. And she's like, oh, get in there. There was like this moment where like stuff like fell in front of him and on the woman. I was just like, is she like now chucking flour onto him to hide him? <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> You're now poof, gone. <laughs> does, does she think if you dress someone like a ghost, that like it'll make you invisible? <laughs> it's a mag- she thinks it's a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen lots of people do it. Look, oh, you've done it wrong. You didn't disappear. <laughs> Their love is on the rocks, isn't it, Emma? Oh, it is. God. It's on the rocks. It's only just begun. It's so unfair. It's on the rocks. Habiba's not happy. That Jags is trying to push this relationship out in the open. Jags is not happy because Habiba's trying to, you know, hide him in a cupboard or beneath a, a table or a counter or any, any small space she can cram him in. She'll do that. He's not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really weird obsession she's got. Imagine if that's what it is. That's one of our kinks. She's just like, I really love it. And I'm not joking, Hags. Oh, Hags. I'm not joking, Jags. The best, the best thing for me, honestly, the thing to get me really in the mood is to see if you can fit in that tiny little cupboard down there. Go on, go on, try. Get in that <laughs> tiny little cupboard. Then all of a sudden the music comes on. Bound trick. The love's on the rocks. But don't worry. Jags has got the perfect solution. Fancy coming on a date, deck collecting with us. She was all over that, wasn't she? Wasn't she? I was just meant to get a, a black leather jacket, <laughs> sling that on. I was all all ready to get my, you know, leather jacket, dark Habiba life. And then she came back, she hated it. Hated it, she just wasn't, she wasn't okay with that. Yeah. Apparently he showed his true colours, um, but he called her baby bear, tried to get her back, because, you know, they've got little pet names for each other because they're so in love. Yeah. <laughs> and then she dumps him, and that, that was the storyline for the week. So, the moment that we personally have been dreading. It's just not fair, Rubber. We thought that this break would mean, oh, well, it'll be one of those storylines where it'll be just forgotten, and Stacey would come back, and they would just start from there. But no, no, no. Apparently that didn't happen and Martin's been living with Ruby during lockdown and me and Connor are really angry and really sad. Um, Words can't describe the pain I feel. I was never a a Ruby hater, 
Never in my life was I a Ruby hater. I loved Ruby. Same. What she has done. What she has done to our states cannot be forgiven. Unforgivable. I don't mean to be horrible, right? I really don't. But that walking ATM needs to blim and get her grubby hands off of Martin Fowler. <laughs> this is not okay. Stacey's coming back on Monday. Surely she knows that. Uh, yeah, she's scheduled in, right? Yeah. Come on. Get get your flipping legs a-moving. EastEnders. Martin and Stacey, Martin and Stacey, Martin and Stacey. I'm just doing subliminal messages. Martin and yeah. Stacey, Martin and Stacey. Manifest, manifest. Oh, manifest. Manifesting. Yeah, let's manifest that. Yeah, I'm doing and it. And I'm not being funny. Can I just say, we talked about Jags breaking, Jags and Habiba breaking lockdown. Yes. Which so did Ruby and Martin, because they weren't an item and living with each other when it started. No. Martin was living with Sonia. So there we go. They're criminals as well. Criminals. Criminals. But that's I it. mean, they didn't even go to Barnard's Castle. I'm reporting them. Yeah. That's it. Get you get to the um what are they called marshals. <laughs> get one of their marshals down at their their door. <laughs> I mean sad other people at our door this week. <laughs> the bailiffs have been coming up and the <laughs> The bailiffs, the rough, marshals, Ruby. the police. <laughs> <laughs> Who next? Stacy? I want me man back. He <laughs> said only about a month. This has been a year. She's <laughs> got like a little Martin library card or something. <laughs> took him out. Uh, excuse me, you've lend you've been lending him a bit too long. Yeah, that's a that's a two hundred pound fine. Two hundred pound fine. I love how he's only two hundred pound. <laughs> two hundred pound Martin, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I just think it's absolutely hysterical that Ruby's swanning around like she's won the lottery, and actually, it's the opposite that's happening to her. She's losing money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this week, Kat spoke for E20. She did, and she told Martin and Ruby. Exactly how she felt and she said all the things we do like this wouldn't be happening if Stace was here of course it wouldn't yep. and that Martin's probably only with her for the money also probably true since Martin went full dark last year exactly uh, and we still have no answers to why <laughs> that's ended now he's, he's apparently not <laughs> like that anymore <laughs> he's, he's completely good now just head of security for a, a pub that doesn't require security yeah <laughs> So there's Ruby and Martin flaunting it about, socially distancing quite clearly. Um, (laughs) Their arms looked very, very (laughs) long as they were apparently holding hands. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And when he like gave her the rose, it was almost like... (laughs) (laughs) Quickly cut to camera. (laughs) Yeah. Put a reel in. So they don't see him actually put that rose down and Ruby pick up another. <laughs> and um, Ruby's Ruby and Martin are there just, just flaunting it in front of Kat, and Ruby's like going, "Oh, it's romance," and then Kat's obviously saying all the things we say, and I'm like, "Why would you, yeah. in front of your best friend's cousin, be like, I'm with a man? Isn't that all right? You're, yeah, it's you're liking so this. You're liking this, Kathleen. Is it a great idea?" Dear. 
<laughs> Kathleen's like, listen, I got enough of weird relationships and dodgy flipping partner and up in adultery in Redwater. I haven't come back to EastEnders to see all this flipping unfold. <laughs> That's what she's really thinking. I mean, she's got her own problems as well. She's got a delinquent son who murders people. Stacy's on the run. Haley's well, Haley. Um, <gasps> oh my God! We well, we haven't been able to talk about this yet. We we obviously, if I don't know if you have seen it, some of you might, some of you might not. On Instagram, the posted that Cat has given Cherry back to Haley, which is confusing because no one knew where Haley was. Yeah, and also. No one really knew where Cherry was for a long time, apparently. She was well, in the cupboard. She's just in the cupboard. Don't worry. She's playing hide-and-seek <laughs> with Tommy. Yeah, I did find that really convenient that they managed to track down Hayley um, just as lockdown was starting. Hayley, <laughs> <laughs> <Haley's>... baby, Hayley. <laughs> Hayley just stops doing... Um, she stops being on the run when uh, lockdown comes. She's like, oh, I, I know. I'm just going to... I'm going to let them know where I am now. Just in case. Yeah. COVID really stopped everything, didn't it? Even Haley. It did. Even Haley. Ruby's day gets even better. Our cards declined. The bank are ringing. Apparently, someone's been buying some designer teddy bears. I didn't even know designer teddy bears existed. I thought they were just teddy bears. <laughs> are they like posh people holidays where like you go to learn how to cook at Kushtara? Uh, yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I did love as well when she was like, why would I want four designer teddy bears? I don't even have kids. Well, you might have relatives who want children. <laughs> you might have like, you know, you don't have to be a child to receive a teddy bear. What if it was like a, you know, one of those like Valentine's Day teddy bears, the yeah. ones that have the heart. Oh, a get well soon one. Exactly. <laughs> I love how she just, pursued. she loves to throw that out there. I don't want kids. I hate them. That's what she just wants every minute to say that. I swear. You know how Sylvia to say, Mother always said I could be a star. Well, Ruby's catchphrase is, I don't want kids. Never have. That's the real catchphrase. She says it every time she's on screen. Well, our open um, relationship seems to be over, doesn't it? She seems to just want Stacey's men. I mean, come on. She gets bored of them so quickly as well. Sorry, I get bored of Martin. She's on her phone all the time. That Look is at them texts from her secret lover at the bank. <laughs> I love the way they clearly mentioned the designer teddy bears. So everyone went, it's Stacey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't um, have kids. Wink, wink. I had a completely different theory. Are you ready? Oh, no. This just shows Red Water and our fan fiction have warped my mind. So my theory was this. Johnny Allen faked his death and is buying the teddy bears. <laughs> buying the teddy bears to smuggle... To smuggle stuff out of the country in. <laughs> I love that, actually. No one would be expecting that. Well, except for you. So that's, yeah. I like that theory. I don't want something predictable. I would love it, personally, because I think this would be like, what? Yeah. Martin stealing our money and he's actually been sending it to Stacey. How funny would that be? I mean, that would be hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, that would be the perfect ending of this movie chapter. Oh, he never really liked her anyway. <laughs> I feel like Sylvia just goes, no one ever liked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, so, I'm not a fan of movie. So, bearing in mind, Corona's hit, lockdown's hit, Ruby's bar is now a cafe. Um, yeah. 
which I mean, it's not like there's enough of them on the square. <laughs> strange, strange change, wasn't it? <laughs> Dark nightclub turned cafe. <laughs> I'm not sure that I mean, it's a deal in like you know some drugs under the table as well. Probably, probably. Dotty's there doing them all. Yeah, yeah. She'll be doing your drinks. She'll be giving you a bit of that nos gas as, as you're passing. <laughs> yeah. We don't forget. We don't forget! <laughs> yeah, so Vinny just kind of just thinks about himself here and doesn't think about, you know, what's happening in the world right now and just asks when it's opening again, as if, you know, clubs are allowed to open. I mean, I love this idea because they've clearly converted into a cafe now. That's probably what it's going to be for the rest of the, the, the future. They've gotten bored of the nightclub storyline, so now it's a cafe. Is he planning on... DJing in a cafe. I was just going to say the same. I was like, oh God, it's going to be a strange little cafe. (laughs) Yo, 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 pick up the coffee. (laughs) It's Benny. It's me, DJ, DJ T. (laughs) TV. Serving all you mocha drinkers exactly what you want. I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> hot chocolate, hot chocolate, hot chocolate. Put your hands up in the air. Put your hands up in the air. <laughs> oh, why is that? Like, we need like a song about hot chocolate or something. Don't worry. There's a like... band called Hot Chocolate, isn't there? Oh, there we go. Perfect. And there's that sweet like chocolate. <laughs> Sweet like <chocolate>. perfect. <laughs> so yeah, Vinny's desperate for cash, isn't he, Emma? And you know, Ruby always up for a bit of criminal activity. <laughs> oh yeah, because so, naturally you would do what they're about to do. Naturally. Yes. So they just decide, Emma, that um, <laughs> well, this is a bit you know bad at the minute, and um, let's just pull off an insurance scam. I mean. <laughs> drug dealer scammer fraudster probably a tax evader as well let's just let's just get that down there <laughs> i mean come on ruby like i love it because her entire story like prior to coming back was you know straight as a die against her dad's criminal activity comes back comes a drug dealer, opens the exact same nightclub that he did and is stealing out of it. And then, then it's like, right, let's pull off an insurance scam as well. We need the cash. We need the cash. <laughs> laws? Who cares about laws? So obviously, yeah, she's in on it. Safe's full. Empty yeah. empty from lunch. Knock yourself out, Vinny. Knock yourself out. <laughs> so <laughs> Martin's just eating his chips. And then yeah. Vinny runs past with a bag of money. Martin is so into the world of crime, remember? Because, like, yeah. Dark Martin. Head of security. I'm going to head of security. security. <laughs> he goes running after him. But he seems a bit scared. And I'm like, oh, that's not the Martin we had last year, if I remember oh. correctly. You know, you love that life of crime. Debt collecting was your thing. You loved it. <laughs> you loved that black leather jacket. You certainly did. <laughs> and then... As they're in the minute mart, Connor comes behind Martin with his hood up and smashes him over the head with a I fire do. extinguisher. I just can't help it. Listen, this has gone on too long. 
<laughs> I'm sorry for that. The hoodie, you have a hoodie like that. And I was like, why I is that gone? I literally do, yeah. It is the exact same one as well. Do you ever tell you that time when I was wearing it to Costa to meet you? And there was like one of those alerts that the police were looking for someone wearing a black hoodie. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm fine. I didn't actually commit the crime. But, you know, it's still a bit like Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> but like Cindy, you get a little bit nervous when suddenly you look exactly like the criminal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martin deserved it as far as I'm concerned. He needed a slap and down and that's exactly what he got. I mean, I don't know how he's going to be able to keep his job as head of security. Just saying, like, if you've been thwarted by one man with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Probably not security material, Martin. Oh, yeah, and by the way, if anyone doesn't know, because I don't really think it was addressed properly, it was kind of just like, this has happened. Um, so Suki's bought the Minute Mart now. Just get that out there. Yeah. <laughs> just that. No context, just that. So obviously when um, you're panicking, if you can't call Ghostbusters, who do you call? Well, Jags, because that's a natural choice. <laughs> yeah. Not Karat, the smarter of the two. <laughs> but Suki, who now owns the Minimart, she appears and comes to the rescue. She lets Connor run free and blames it all on Vinny. I get away with it. Me and Suki go back Yes, I mean, what you don't realise is that Suki's a bit like Agnes from Redwater. She is the Minimart. So she sensed before I even had to phone anyone. She's already on her way. <laughs> Jags wiped all the CCTV. It's all good. Did? It's all good. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's going to be suspicious when the police ask for the CCTV and they're like, oh, nothing happened on that day. <laughs> Apparently it was off. It's convenient that only those hours are missing. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, just that <laughs> moment of time. We oh, got that sword, isn't it? Mind you, it's the, the police around Warfad, you know, that bloke who does the dodgy parties, the house oh. parties and, you know, attempted murders. You know, he, d- like, he just does what he can. Yeah, he helps out where he can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like seeing so he just pops in every now and again to have a little look. Go, oh, you all right there, EastEnders? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, personally, I think Martin's going to be absolutely fine because he was in a bus. Do you remember when the bus flattened him and he yeah. just walked away with it less than 24 hours just with a little scratch on his head? Um, I mean, he got stabbed by Sarah, as crazy stalker as well, and survived that. Martin's a trooper. Um, yeah. He'll be fine. And he'll be yeah. ready to be reunited with Stacey. Let's just hope that that hit to the head got rid of Dark Martin, got him thinking straight again. It's Stacey. Remember? Stacey. <laughs> Not Ruby. So, sticking with the theme of couples, we've decided to talk about Balam next. I mean, I am just so glad to see that our boys have survived lockdown and their love has flourished, Emma. Their love has flourished. Ben's got a key for Callum, which I find strange because Phil's back door's always open, so he can always let himself in. Exactly. You don't even need a key for them houses on the square. People just walk in and out of each other's homes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I did love it though because it gave us like have you ever seen 90 Day Fiancé yeah there's a character on it right called Darcy and it, she's hilarious I love her she just wants love okay Darcy just wants love and this guy like proper strings are along he takes her on all these holidays and everything and then he gets her a key 
and puts it in a box that looks just like a ring. She's on a show called 90 Day Fiancé. So what do you think she thinks is in that box? A ring. Uh-oh. I was like, you cannot give that to Callum. He's going to think that's a ring as soon as you pull that out. And it'll be the exact same reaction that Darcy had. It's a key. <laughs> and just starts crying. Do you think Ben was binge watching that over lockdown and he was like, great idea. <laughs> Taking notes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I mean, I just miss them so much. And I don't think I realised how much I missed them until they were, like, getting all loved up and Ben was making jokes about getting the big switch on. I mean, it, I just had flashes of, like, you know, the Christmas lights being turned on. Like, even before he mentioned the black Blackpool Illuminations. I thought that he was talking about, like, the light skirts, which I was like, oh, is Ian going to switch them on or something? Who's the local celeb? And then, then realised, oh no, it's for his deafness, because we know EastEnders. Whenever they impair someone, whether it be physically with fire, or whether it be by making them deaf, they don't like to keep that story going, because sometimes it's quite hard to keep it going. So, and well, could that implant. be like Could that be like our Kathleen's scars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's literally Kathleen's scars all over again, where like, you know, he's been deaf for a little bit, but that it's too much to keep doing that with the sound effects and stuff. We're going to have to do some cutbacks. Let's just give Ben his hair back. Oh, like that Great. time like that time they realised that Cat wanting to be a taxi driver would take a long time. <laughs> just yeah. Stopped. Cat's, Cat's own lines were like, well, I'll be learning it for quite some time. <laughs> and then like, all of God. a sudden... <laughs> God, we can't do that. <laughs> we'll put it in so that everyone's aware and then we'll just... Phase it out. <laughs> yeah, I love that raising awareness. Thank God we've got Frankie here. Thank God we've actually got someone oh, I to know. be there, to be raising awareness. She has made such an impact since she's come on the, the square as well. Like, it's really nice to see. I'm glad she's a regular now. Serious stuff aside, Emma. We've got to talk about uh, what Ben likes. He likes a little bit of role play, our Ben, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 Basically, uh, he's, he's propositioning Callum, saying, uh, is there any way you can smuggle out your uniform and uh, put your helmet on and uh, give us a tickle with your truncheon? I was like, all right, boys. All right, boys. It is still before, you know, the, the washhead. Still before the washhead. Calm the hormones. So uh, then we find out that Callum is now a fully-fledged police officer. Yes. Uh, overnight. Overnight, magic. magic. So naturally, to show us that, because obviously we haven't had any episodes for a while and they're not trying to make it obvious that <laughs> the first one in a while, we are, we are seeing this by not being told this, uh, just by Callum running after criminals. And then, right, this bit, please, please say you notice this. I didn't at first until when I watched back. Ooh. He says, I'm a copper mate, you're nicked, what's your name? Now, that wasn't in the same audio as the rest of the scene. So it was a bit like Kathy's Important oh. Breakfast. But it was less obvious, like it fit a bit better. But you're right. did you notice Callum was just slumped at the chair writing and he wasn't opening his mouth yet, he was still saying words. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they went... Oh, gosh, yes, we haven't made it clear 
we're gonna have to yeah. right can you just say i'm a copper mate we haven't got that in <laughs> i mean i did love it because um on top of also like arresting him, he didn't read out his rights or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's just arrested it without without any of the protocol. So that's going to go down well. I love how Jack was just like, have you got it? Yeah, all right, I'll leave you to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Can't I mean, Jack it. describes Callum quite well, like a little action man. <laughs> <laughs> Which is gossiping about him later on. She's like, e, did, you, did you hear about little action man tackling, tackling all the crime already and stuff like that? I love it because I was just thinking in my head, well, it won't be five minutes before Ruby's already hiring him for security. <laughs> she didn't witness it, but if she did... That'll be it. Martin, that'll be it. She'll hire him out. for security, attempt to take him as her husband, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> Martin would be fired. Well, I mean, he can't even tackle anyone now. No. Can't even tackle a simple thief. So, after Callum's triumphant defeat... Of the dangerous, dangerous mugger who stole probably about like five pounds worth of money in a satchel. But that's not a bit scoffed at. <laughs> defeated that mugger. Defeated the threat that he posed to society. Hey, that's more than what Martin tackled. That was for pineapple. That's true. That's true. And and Martin's also never tackled any of the drug dealers in the, you know, the pubs or the, the, the clubs or... Yeah, you're right, Emma. At least he's tackling crime. <laughs> I mean, it might be quite literally, and it might mean that he can't get him actually sent down because he'll then, you know, count as Sue for, you know, police brutality as he does because we find that out off of Callum's boss. <laughs> What's Callum's boss, the guy who went to the house party? Well, he looks very similar, but actually on second viewing, I don't think it is. Oh. He looks so, so similar. I was like... Do they just come out of like a jar or something? <laughs> Do they just grow these people? It was so bizarre. I was even talked a bit like him as well. I was so confused. I was like, I think it is, but I also don't think it is. Imagine if they are, they just, maybe they're like the aliens. Yes, they just put their backs together. <laughs> Or and did you ever get those things that were like creatures that were in eggs? You added them into water and then they got bigger and bigger. Oh, yes. I've, yeah, I didn't. Out. I don't know if I had one, but I've definitely seen them. Maybe that's <laughs> him. You put them in water and then yeah. another one pops up and they're all around it's... the police station. Like if you went to Walford Police Station, all yeah. you'd see is different versions of him in different parts. <laughs> they're all just in like little, little eggs. They're all just yeah. in little eggs. You just they're drop them in the water. They swell up. Crack the egg. Perfect. <laughs> They'll start hatching and start in different... I'm house party DI. I am murder <laughs> DI. I am Callum's boss DI. That explains it all, doesn't it? I that am Laura. How... <laughs> I'm Laura. <laughs> I've missed Laura. I, t- I tell you, I've missed her. I miss seeing Laura come to Grace House unannounced and just helping herself to things. Really missed that. A really robot hasn't that. had time to be programmed during lockdown, so yeah. unfortunately. But we've got had no one to sell burgers to outside no. of being cute. Exactly. Such a shame. But don't worry, they're still hatching the DIs. Yeah, the DIs are on track. They're making sure Callum's on desk duty. He's gonna be Why are they like know? Daleks? <laughs> <laughs> the DIs <laughs> They're ready for him. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one thing they fear, that's the doctor. 
No, not the doctor. Doctor me. She was crazy. (laughs) 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 So, Callum, because of his police, like, and, like, aggression or whatever you want to call it where he was throwing a man who would just be hit by a car against the same car um yeah um, for for that um basically that man is no longer going down and callum's on desk duty for breaking the rules Um, and i were just ignoring the fact it was clearly marie from the cafe that knocked that guy over (laughs) oh my god it was yeah (laughs) she's just casually gotten away with vehicular manslaughter (laughs) 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 i mean is it not just the case that actually that's how most crime is stopped or caused in warfare with cars like (laughs) in fact it was actually roy in the car (laughs) (laughs) yeah or or frank (laughs) it's just ran over sorry i thought you were tiffany (laughs) (laughs) roy's stopping because he realizes it's not pat (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Frank comes along you've probably ruined the whole of my life <laughs> I'm sorry Mr Butcher <laughs> I love how this has just completely gone mad now me and I've just broken down <laughs> we always do we have to open another egg and they'll have to make a new one of us yeah that's what happens get that egg in the water <laughs> put them baby aliens together <laughs> <laughs> we need two baby aliens stop <laughs> get them in the fridge now <laughs> bunch of ambulance people just come out <laughs> stick the aliens together perfect get them in the fridge <laughs> that's what they need to do when Martin got that head injury see that could have saved his life oh amateurs Emma amateurs so Callum's on CCTV footage duty, apparently. Um, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. I mean, like, I think really, if you're under investigation for like police brutality, should you be doing any job in the station? <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> never mind, though. It's Warfed, so we'll give them a pass. <laughs> and um, so Callum's looking through the CCTV footage and he sees someone who looks. <laughs> familiar doesn't he it's so weird it's the way the guy was like oh i can get someone to make that clearer i'm not being funny but the way you guys know the mitchells anyone could work out that's ben yeah he's literally still wearing the same outfit you interviewed him in last week he's (laughs) he's practically a selfie (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea that ben's just got hold of the cctv camera it's like selfie He's looking like, hello, it's me. Yeah, it's me, the lovable rogue. (laughs) Speaking of, it's the big moment we've all been waiting for. It's the implant. It's finally going ahead. Shame Callum wasn't around to see it. Mm, Yeah, don't know how you're going to explain that one, Callum, but you can try. But the first thing Ben hears is Callum's voice. Oh, that's true. I so did love his reaction to being able to hear again. It was it was oh. lovely. It was sweet. And it kind of did melt away the Callum is annoying Ben sort of feelings, didn't it? It was like, Callum might have been late, but at least he's come and now Ben can hear his voice. I think it's such a shame with, obviously, the whole break that we didn't really get to see the Ben hearing storyline develop more because I think that would have been 
better thing to do I do feel like it's currently like just over now and it's yeah. that doesn't seem right to me but um yeah I would have loved to see it unfold a bit more it is a shame it's like it's a bit difficult isn't it because like obviously they probably had this planned like this was probably the time that they were going to have the operation but because we've not had EastEnders yeah. for like months now we've basically missed out on months worth of story up to that moment it's like you say it would have probably been better to have just a little bit more like hearing um difficulties and more like more just awareness on that as a cause and on sign language as well would be nice to see a little bit more that develop i would definitely love to see ben learn sign language I just think it was such an important storyline. And I hope that with Frankie still being here, that it actually does get picked up. Yeah. Um, instead, he got his hearing back. All's forgiven for Callum not turning up on time. And although he doesn't have his truncheon or his, um, you know, his, his, his police cap or his outfit, Ben still wants to take him home and give him a surprise, doesn't he? They get home. And before Ben can even unveil his... His magic key, the key to his heart, the key to his house. Callum decides, now's the time, right after he's just learned to hear, <laughs> to basically have an argument. I love it. <laughs> See, I hate when, like, you're angry with someone and then just as you're about to go and argue with them, suddenly they have something wrong with them, so you can't. It's the worst thing in the world. That happened to me with my boyfriend once, and I was just like, I'll just hold it in. I'll just hold it in. <laughs> I love it. it's like Callum went great news by the way no okay I've got yeah. I've got a bone to pick with you right yeah great news you can hear perfect timing as well really because now I'm about to give you a right telling off <laughs> he's figured out that Ben lied to him he knows all about the Danny Hardcastle stuff but this is his standard so why tell Ben that better just to make him feel like you're no longer interested in or annoyed with him. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the Albat <laughs> for a socially distanced drink. <laughs> I do um, love. I do love the ones that are obviously having the social distance because what they've been. Re- you've, I've got to give it to Eastenders when you look at other shows when they are actually socially distanced in couples and it doesn't make sense while their camera tricks and stuff are amazing but yeah. I love 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 when you know that the two people aren't from the same household so are just a bit like what you are like with people and you see them yeah. socially distanced and you're like oh look at them socially distanced that's what I do look at Callum that goes to kiss Ben and he just puts a mask on <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're not in the same household. They've got a socially distance. Exactly. Well, not in the same household for now. For now. For ben now. Yes. has a key for him, doesn't he? Yeah. And a plan, apparently, Emma. A plan? Because, because do you know what? Who needs an apology when he can plan and plot a stitch-up? Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love a good stitch-up. I love a, a good stitch-up storyline in these standards. Well, I'm all for this because you know I don't like Danny Hardcastle, Chicken Man, oh, at all. That chicken, that chicken should have went to the slaughterhouse years ago. Get him down that bleeding chute and get him on his way. Because I tell you what, if I hear him do oh. that blooming chicken in intro again. All right, oh. chicken. Ugh. <gasps> 
my God. Do you know what? It's almost as bad as... And it pains me to say this. It's almost as bad as Carol Jackson. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Team Balam on this one. Take that guy down. (laughs) So, lockdown is lifted. And Ian and Sharon have been getting, well, a little cosy in the Vic, haven't they? Well, in Ian's head, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ian went all like nice guy slash incel, didn't he, on Sharon all of a sudden. It was like, you were smiling at me. You were kissing me. And she was like, yeah, on the cheek. I love that. <laughs> I've been watching Grey's flipping anatomy. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Giving you foot rubs. Well, that was your choice, Ian, really. (laughs) Yeah, Ian, she didn't ask you to buy the pub. Nor (laughs) did any of this. This is all in your head. (laughs) She never went to him. By the way, Ian, I'll marry you if you buy me the pub. But for some reason, (laughs) he heard that. Yeah. That is weird, isn't it, about Ian and this whole story? Ian's gone crazy over lockdown, I think. Something's yeah. happened to Ian. He's checked out. <laughs> it's not the same Ian that, that went into lockdown. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that, but how the heck can that even be the same Queen Vic bust? Oh, I was just thinking that as well. There's no way they got that out the Thames. I'm sorry. No, no chance. <laughs> Why would the police have dredged for hours and hours and days and days for that? <laughs> what evidence would that have garnered? Nothing. Like, <laughs> do you know what things have been in there and never been found? Like, come on. <laughs> but they got the Queen Vic bust out. <laughs> I mean, magically, magically. I just was like laughing. I was just like, as if that's meant to be not a brand new flipping Queen Vic bust. It's like, come on. So Denny's case is closed. Yeah. And yeah. I have to say, as he's putting the Queen Vic bust back where oh, she might be... Are you going to mention this? You knew. I am obsessed with the photos of Ian and Sharon that are everywhere. Just love them. I loved it. It didn't want to give me flashbacks It was like too. a shrine. It was our fan fiction oh. where the Yale character and the fan fiction had a wall of past Vic owners. Yes, and now she has. Yeah, and she's got a wall to herself as well. The whole flipping bar was just of Ian and her, of See, really bad promotional pictures. I started something. I started a trend. You did. I've started a trend. Trend setter. Trend setter. <laughs> what I people love... don't realise is that when... Ian and Sharon inevitably lose the Vic. We're moving in. Oh, totally. <laughs> I just love the way the photos are. It's, some of the ones are just them round the Vic. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Look at this. They oh, are drop fun time. Promo shots. <laughs> yes, they are. They're like, they're like the shots that would be in, like, you know, the Daily Mail or like, I don't know, like, um, Heat magazine or something like it would be in like you know the the, the soap section of like a newspaper. Be like the shots. Sharon owns the Vic now. <laughs> I just love it. The Vic I love it. Is open for business. Yeah. Again. Yeah. EastEnders is back with new Vic owners. 
I wish you could see what we're doing. We're also doing the shots, so we're like <laughs> having a drink. I forgot the posing. <laughs> I always forget you just can't see. I must say, stand to do like the Ian Beale impression. You know where he had the pint. Local man drinking a local pint in his local pub. <laughs> Keeping it real, Ian. Beale. Keeping it real with Ian Beale. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think since we're on the topic of four frames oh. and it probably won't fit into any other <laughs> section in this uh, roundup okay what did you think of the framed pictures of Rolly <laughs> <laughs> of Rolly Rolly was like center stage of the scene <laughs> meanwhile Den and Angie are like crammed in the corner <laughs> I love that. I was like, she's never forgot that dog. They did that dog yeah, rotten when they killed it. That, yes. They did that dog rotten when they killed it. I'll never, I know it's been like, you know, 30 or 40 years, but I'll never forgive them. How, how could it be 40 years? Oh, yeah, copy. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Matt's was never my strong suit. <laughs> yeah, justice for Rowley. Justice for Rowley. Justice for Rowley. <laughs> Justice for Rowley. He was killed by a car as well. Why is it so like big for people to be murdered by cars? Oh, <sighs> it's true. Maybe... They need to do some um, tests on the people who drive their cars around there. That's not a safe place, is it? Everyone's hitting people right. or crashing. I'm off to hatch another DI. I'll get him on the case. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Other case that I think he needs to get on. I think he needs to get on the case of where's Ian actually living and how is he parenting his children? <laughs> I, <laughs> because... just, I just love he left his own house to go and live at the Vic. Just like, yeah, yeah. ma'am, if you just deal with them, I just don't want to live with them during lockdown. That'd be great. I just absolutely adore this because essentially I understand him not wanting to not thinking he needs to parent Peter anymore. But Bobby's still like 16. <laughs> it's like, right, he's old enough now. Bye. <laughs> he done some time in prison after killing his sister. He's a grown man. He's a grown man. <laughs> Once you've murdered someone, that's it. That's your coming of age, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you never need to put a watchful eye on a criminal. Nah. Well, I mean, Bobby's gone all COVID Marshall, hasn't he? He's like, wash your hands! I love it because he was giving us flashbacks to me. No one stepped foot in my house. Not a soul. Not a soul. I have never had a single, like, major social meetup or anything. No one. So I really understand Bobby here, where he's like, wash your hands! <laughs> like, Bobby's that one who reminds we all. Just, yeah. just everyone at home, remember? Covid's still happening. Wash your hands, please. Yeah, yep. I'm surprised. It's a subtle little subtle <laughs> point there, just so we all remember that they've also experienced this world that we're living in. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's real. The square is real. Albat is real. Like I just love the idea that like Bobby just turns to the camera one day and just goes, "Face, space." <laughs> <laughs> and what's the other line? Oh, <laughs> I forgot it already. Same. Face, space. E, what is it? Face. Hands, face, space. That's it. Hands, face, it? space. Hands, Shall face. Shall I Google it? Space. <laughs> I think it's that. I can't believe we can't remember it. 
I love that. Just shows how good it's working as a political slogan. <laughs> Face. Space. I wonder what it'll take me to, though. Oh, yep, hands, face, space. There you go. See, I swear Bobby's going to just do that one day. <laughs> Can just imagine the Prime Minister sat home going, ah, Bobby knows. To save time, because sometimes I have to have the government announcement and any standards, they'll just put yeah. it as one, and it'll just be Bobby at the beginning <laughs> of the episode with government announcement. <laughs> like a Queen's speech almost, where it goes, hello, I want to take this time to talk about some very important issues affecting us on the square. <laughs> Imagine her speech this year. It's going to be absolutely oh, horrendous, isn't it? I feel for her. She's got a lot to write. She's got to have a lot to bit talk about. Well, I know this year has been kind of scary, <laughs> but let's hope there's a vaccine next year. <laughs> you know what I want to see on the square? I want to see them watching these updates because you know how all these updates constantly come yes. and obviously they're having yeah. to live the same lives as us. So from like... As we record this, yesterday it became yep. illegal to meet more than six people outside or inside your household. So I want to see that happen on the square because if I see uh, all of them living together when they shouldn't be. I just have to say, uh, <laughs> social distancing and the rules of COVID is not being followed by <laughs> the borough of Albert Square. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get those announcements again. <laughs> <laughs> this exact episode was released before the new government guidelines yeah. of rules of six <laughs> and if the curfew thing happens we'll have to see the thick close at ten <laughs> you know speaking of Ian's house I have to say I know Kathy's been living there for a bit but does that give her the right to go through his mail no, that's a that's a cr- criminal offence going through someone that's a else's criminal mail. Offense. That's a criminal offence, Kathy. But then again, you know, <laughs> you know, straight out of that, are you? And it was his finances. That was a letter <gasps> from the bank. Maybe she's stealing it from Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> she's stealing all the cash from Ruby. That'd be perfect. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> Ruby thought she was doing better than Kathy. Little did she know. <laughs> you think you can open another cafe? I don't think so. That's my job. She's I'll like get some you. Evil corporate entity like destroying the competition. <laughs> what next? She's gonna dump a bit of uh, you know what's it? Um, E. coli into a coffee. There you go. That'll ruin it. <laughs> don't go to her cafe. It's full of E. coli. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to Dottie versus Ian. I'll oh. tell Sharon on you. Hey. Oh God! Like I had very high hopes for Dottie when she came in. Very, very high hopes. But gradually, after drug dealing and um, you know sleeping with Peter and stuff, like all of those things, kind of just faded and fizzled and then it became the whole I want the archers I mean the archers <laughs> like I want that then that was the thing that was her storyline then it was I'm going to tell Sharon then allowed then, Ian to get rid of the only evidence she had yeah then never told Sharon when Sharon would actually appear and then would just threaten the same mm. thing again every every day really every single yeah. day it was like Mama was there could be a star star but 
I'm going to tell Sharon it was hers. <laughs> yeah. It's like how Ruby has to point out that she's um, she's not one for family. She's not one for family. She hasn't got kids. She hasn't got kids. It's like that, isn't it? She keeps on reiterating that, um, well, firstly, that her dad was lovely and that um, Ian's a liar and she hates liars and that's why she's blackmailing him. I mean, I just love her moral compass because... <laughs> I, I adore the fact that she's like, well, I won't tell her. If you give me some cash, if you give me the arches, if I can get a vegan burger, wonderful moral compass there. <laughs> Boy's life is equal to vegan burger plus arches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's back to blackmailing him and apparently off to court. Um, <laughs> when did this happen? Because I I know that Ian obviously called the police yeah. And then she says she just lied and said she just got a caution. But it definitely felt at the time she got let off with it. It did. <laughs> and also, like, is the CBS really that short stuff that they couldn't have gotten her into the, the court for the charging before this time? <laughs> time? Like, it's just, like, so ridiculous. Because I'm just like, well, even during lockdown, trials were kind of still going ahead. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. I know we didn't believe that a trial couldn't have gone ahead before lockdown. I mean, it because it was before lockdown. Yeah. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no words. Oh, no words to describe this. But, uh, yeah. But Ian um, goes and he pretends like he, he maybe didn't see what he thought he saw. Yeah. In that way, she'll keep his secret. Yeah. And then he's... He's so um, adamant that he's winning this little game of truth or dare that um, well, he's going to threaten her. So he's took a leaf out of her book. He's going to threaten her. My personal favourite of, of this episode was his line, which was, you better hope I don't change it back again. Hmm. What the hell that will go down with uh, the policeman if you come back and say Ah, no, no. I was lying the second time. Lying the second time. First time I was telling the truth. Yeah, so either you'll get um, misleading an investigation, charges. Wasting police time. Wasting police time. (laughs) I mean, the possibilities are endless, Ian. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, she tells Sharon. She finally tells her. I was like, I'll never have to hear the words, I'll tell Sharon again. Well, I adored it because <laughs> it's just going up to this stage. She's going on about her dad. Her dad's this flippant saint to her. I mean, she literally describes Nick Cotton as Mother Teresa. What did she say again? Oh, yeah, he, he didn't hurt anyone who didn't deserve it. Didn't hurt anyone who didn't deserve it. So there was Dot who he poisoned. Mm-hmm. There was a whole cafe scenario that he done. Hostage Reg. and flames. Reg. Reg. What did Reg do to deserve getting murdered? <laughs> He was burgled by Nick and found out that he was being burgled. So then Nick murdered him. Eddie Royal. Eddie Royal. Yeah. Yeah, lovely man, though. Saintly. Saintly, even. I mean, you knew where you stood with Nick. You knew where you stood with Nick. Apart from when he was making you some food. Because if he was making you food, then you knew to not eat it because he's probably put something in there. Isn't that right, Ma? Oh, I miss their interactions, don't they? <laughs> I do. Oh, those were good times. 
So she's basically like, well, my dad, my dad was, you know, um, he might have been a, a villain a bit, but, you know, you knew where you stood. And, and he was honest about that. He was an honest villain. Very admirable. But, you know, <laughs> let's, let's not go down that road. Um, so then Dolly's like, right, that's it. I'm going to be just like him. Charges into the victors and Shema. <laughs> I love it because she tells Sharon, like, that he killed Denny. Now, that <laughs> I wouldn't say he killed Denny. He was part of Denny's death. Yes, yeah, very strong words that she uses. Child killer. Um, he's the reason Dennis died. He locked him in that room. She didn't like stress the fact that Ian didn't know that boat was going to go down, and also had just found out that Dennis had been like, you know, horrifically bullying her his son to the point where he got hurt. I mean, she says it, but she says it like nonchalantly. She's like, "Well, it was because of Dennis that um that Bobby got hurt." But don't worry, Sharon. He's the one who killed Dennis. I'm like. I mean, he is guilty of locking him in that yes, room. Absolutely. Like, that is true. But, like, to call him, like, a child killer makes him sound like, I don't know, Myra Hindley. And she's got no evidence at all. Uh, because, obviously, as we know, that that's no longer there. So Ian always said, like, would Sharon really believe it anyway? Um, and no, Sharon does not. She calls her a little bitch. Chucks, <laughs> yeah, her, <laughs> chucks her out. She hits the ground and then tries to glass her. <laughs> Yeah, I love the escalation of it. <laughs> I was it. like, I was like, oh my god! I was like, yes, landlady Sharon. <laughs> Sharon was just going crazy. I loved it, living for it. She just like gets this massive wine bowl within minutes. It's like, <laughs> I'll do bowl, then throw you out if you say his name again. Saying, god, Sharon, never knew you had this sight to you. I know. I know her dad was a bit of a villain, both of them. <laughs> it was when she was charging her that. It was so funny. <laughs> Sticking a massive bottle in her face. I was like, well, that's flipping escalated, that's it. A socially distanced bottling. <laughs> I, like, I like to see this as get out of my pub turned 2020. Because, yeah, you know, this, this, new one. this year is very chaotic. It's yes. You never know what to expect. It's yeah. scary. So why not add, get out of my pub? <laughs> Chances are you're going to also be chased with glass. I think that makes sense. I, mean, I think you're right. Slightly sinister. Think, yeah, slight, just slight sinisterness. Yeah, <laughs> just a slight sinisterness. Me just worry about Ian when this finally does come out. Because she's got that bottle very tightly in her hands. <laughs> oh, speaking of, she needs some time from Ian. She needs some time. I loved it because it was so dramatic. I, I just lived for those moments for Sharon, which is like, she looks like this windswept goddess. And she's like, just need some time. I love her hair. It's lovely. Oh, does she look fabulous? Honestly, Sharon's just a goddess, isn't she? I swear to God, she just is like some sort of saint herself, like a bit like Nick. Oh, come Saint-y. on. She must have been a saint. And of course, she needs some time. She has just spent lockdown with Ian Beale. I mean, come on. Can you imagine his, his personal hygiene? Can you just imagine how annoying he could get? Can you... I laughed when she said that he was her shield. You know, like the person who has to go out doing the shopping. I was like, he was your shield. That's like having a shield filled with holes. He's like... That's like having a shield made out of netting or something. Because he's like... He's he's scoffing at Bobby saying, wash your hands. I was 
gonna say, is it like wearing armor, but it's made of cloth? Like, yeah, it's gonna do nothing. Make believe armor. It's not even on you. Like, <laughs> the Empress new clothes. Like, that's what it's gonna be like. I just oh. feel like you would just be irritating. Yeah, it would be that as well, actually. I don't know how she survived. Honestly, Sharon deserves a medal, doesn't she? Some sort of badge. No wonder. Of I feel like when Dottie just tipped her over the edge in lo- after lockdown and she thought, yeah. I've got a flip, and she just, that was it. She was like really angry that she's had to actually put up with, she's put up with all this, Ian, for all this lockdown. And now it may have all just been for nothing because Ian was a liar. She can't stand that. <laughs> Imagine that would be really irritating. I've spent all of that time putting up with you without it. I let him rub my feet. I let him watch Grey's Anatomy with me. <laughs> I paused the next series until he was ready to watch it. <laughs> I could have went ahead and watched it. I love it because this whole dotty drama became like the most ridiculous thing with Kathy as well because Kathy was like fretting like a little like as if Ian's like 14 or something she's like that horrible girl that nasty piece of work why is she saying it about my Ian I'm like Kathy I don't know how old you are because you've never aged a day but Ian is well old now well old it was like playground the way she was it singing was. it I'm over there and have a word with her ma'am I just loved it because then she was like doing her own little investigation. Kath, or Kathy was, wasn't she? Find out all the goss. She just went to Denise. She'd have the whole load, wouldn't she? I loved it though. She went to Max, found out that really Ian's just used all of his <laughs> money to buy the Vic for Sharon. Did you hear in that moment when I heard as well when they were talking? Once an addict, always an addict. Kathy was like, "Yeah, true." <laughs> well, yeah, true. Will you supply the addict with drugs? I was like, "Hang on." You <laughs> gave Rainy those drugs. Yes, of course. She's going to go back to them if you hand her a massive bag full. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't forget, Kathy. We don't. You might be fabulous. You might be ageless. We don't forget. <laughs> so the next day, Sharon's making Ian breakfast. And to him, that means she loves them deeply. Yeah. They're going to get married. They're going to get married, they're going to have babies, they're going to move out, they're going to have an empire. The whole thick, everything, it's all going to be theirs. That's all that goes through Ian's head as soon as someone makes some breakfast. I did love the mention of Lou Beale. I am a big fan of Lou. Big fan of Lou. Mm. Not sure Ian's got her impression down, though. I don't remember Lou sounding like a husky, gruff smoker or a bloke who worked on the rigs for about 30 years because he was like, that's the heart pumping. I was like, why would Lou have talked like that? Well, I think Ian might have heard my impression of Kathy and thought, ah, oh, <laughs> you know, that that goes with Lou. <laughs> oh, he's thinking of his mum. Yeah, understandable. That makes sense. Maybe he got, well done. Oh, yeah. Oh, he could, he could have got mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprising, there's Lantern out. There's Lantern out. So Sharon cracks on. She makes his breakfast. She thinks that Ian basically didn't tell her about any bullying Bobby because he didn't want her to think badly of her son. What a lovely thing to do. <laughs> Look, no one would have ever done that. No one, no one ever did because Ian <laughs> didn't do it for that reason, Sharon. Ian did it because he's a compulsive liar at the moment. <laughs> and then Dottie goes and confronts Ian again and makes <laughs> him... Friends him again. Yeah, because, you know, why not continue that even though it's 
done. And <laughs> well, he she makes him believe that Sharon loves him. So obviously he goes and tells Sharon that uh, he loves her. And Sharon's like, oh, I do too, Ian. But as a friend. <laughs> Can I just say, I know I was a bit critical of Dottie earlier, but that one moment with Ian where she convinces him <laughs> that Sharon, Sharon will fancy him. That, that was a stroke of pure wickedness. She didn't you know, even have to really say much. He was pretty convinced yeah. by the tiniest, tiniest details. Yeah, I mean, I would give her the Lifetime Achievement Award for good old-fashioned wickedness, but that's gone to Frank and Pat, obviously, so she can't have that. Um, <laughs> and But I did just absolutely adore the moment. She, It was just so, so wicked and evil. You could just see him rubbing her hands, laughing as he went off. <laughs> oh, Dottie, that was probably the best thing you've done all year. To have a big confrontation in the Vic, because yeah. obviously... Now, <laughs> Ian's found well, out the foot rubs, the greatest anatomy, the, the kisses on the cheek meant nothing. It meant yeah. nothing. And Dottie is living. I love it. She's like, well, why would anyone ever want you? Your child's killer. <laughs> I love the way Sharon was like, he has had countless of wives and girlfriends. <laughs> I know, as if that's a positive. No, all of them left him, Sharon, or tried to kill him. Like, it's not a positive. All those people he's been with. And then Kathy's, I just love it. Then Kathy's like, um, did you lead him on, Sharon? Did you lead him on? You better not have. Why is Kathy, why is Kathy treating Ian like he's 15 again? It's like, did you lead him on? That's so nasty. I tell you what, you're a nasty piece of work. And when I say your mum and dad, I'm going to tell them. And I'm going to tell them. And then Sharon came out with the best line of the week, which was, oh, come on, Kathy. Everyone knows if you give him half a smile, he's ordering wedding cake. <laughs> nice friend there, Sharon. Nice true, friend. Though. True. Yeah, it is true. It is true. I just loved Ian's like, and Ian just went crazy to me because he just <laughs> So mad after some friends owned him. He was like, well, maybe if I had a handgun down the side of the couch, <laughs> you'd love us. I was like, oh, my God, Ian. She's never going to love you. That's the problem. It's you. <laughs> I loved it when she finally finds out that the reason she has the thing is because he loved her. And she's like, you didn't. And he's like... I love it. <sighs> like... Why? No, Ian, why did you do that? Yes, they should have definitely gone to Sharon. We're very happy yes, with that. Yes, without, without doubt, yeah. But why did you not? No, why because of that? No. Ian. Ian. Oh, no. Now everything's just awkward, Ian. You live across the road. You and Sharon are bound to bump into each other. It's just awkward. It's just awkward. And she ain't giving that up for you, okay? No, she's got Broly on the wall. We're not letting her. <laughs> And then we had one of those scenes that we love, the remember, remember. Remember. Because no, I don't. So (laughs) Kathy's saying (laughs) that none of the women Ian has been with deserved him. None of them. Except Jane. She didn't actually mention Jane. She probably didn't know her because she was dead at that point, wasn't she? Oh. For a bit. Fair. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kathy said... That when they 
first went out, you know, when it was like fun episode all those years ago. Yeah. That Sharon broke his heart then because he was listening to I'm not in love playing in his bedroom over and over. And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> no, he wasn't. They've no, all, never. They'd always made jokes about that. But now, Honestly, yeah. I can't, I can't get over the. Do you remember? Do you remember? Nah, not at all. Not a single time did that happen. Nah. It's a bit like Ian saying, "Do you remember you kissed us?" No, that didn't happen, Ian. That's in your head. So this week we got Linda's lockdown. Lowdown. She was queen of the gossip. Oh, she knew everything, didn't she, Emma? So, for anyone who needs to know, Linda now works at the laundrette. And Caden is now called Albie. Mm-hmm. Shirley is living with Jean. Tina is living with Ikra, Habiba and Ash. She is still sober. Linda has been having Zoom calls with Denise, Max, Mick and Jack. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird um, little tidbit, wasn't it? But yeah, she's she's getting to know them all now. She realised she didn't really know everyone when she worked at the Vic. She's getting to know them all now. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, she thought Ian and Sharon would have had a virtual wedding. <laughs> she was be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> And that was Linda's Lockdown Lowdown. Favourite scene of the week. Our favourite scene this week has to be Sharon saying, everyone knows if you give him half a smile, he's ordering wedding cake. Favourite scene of the week. It's back. It's time for our... Hero of the week, and we have given it to Kathleen <laughs> because well, she deserves it. She deserves it. She's been with us throughout lockdown on here, yeah. hasn't she? And she she spoke the truth on the first episode back. Mm-hmm. She is an E twenty. She is. She nailed that little Miss Minted, didn't she? She destroyed her. That's why we love her. So that's why she's the hero of the week for trying to slay the demon that is Mooby. Now it's time for first slapping down. Back and... Well, we let Vinny pick this week because we just couldn't decide. And, well... When we were watching the show, we were like, "Oh God, we didn't mean an actual slapping down, Vinny." So I guess yeah. it's I guess it's Martin, and he really went for it, didn't he? Yeah, he got carried away, off Vinny. But I mean, that adulterous, horrible little debt collector deserves it for what he did to our Stace. It's our first one back. It's the ratings, and <gasps> just like last time, we will be rating out of our heroes of the week. So we'll be rating in cats. Oh, Kathleen's! <laughs> <laughs> and because it's the new week back, and because we enjoyed it so much, we're going to give it for Kathleen's. 
<laughs> it's only right. We're still not over having to bury Redwater. Still precious to us. So precious. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a good week back, actually. It was nice to have it back. I think the way they've done all the social distancing and the special camera tricks and yes. everything, it's very, very clever. So you've got to up the points there. I have to, have to. We're just missing our Stace and we know that's coming up. So, I mean, we've got to save a big five for her. Stace, I need you. Now it's time for a game we like to call Who Did It? The Murder Mystery Game. It's a bit like Cluedo, except really naff. <laughs> and completely based on his standards. <laughs> it was inspired by all of the kind of like, who, who said, he said, she said, who did it? You know, like, Dottie accusing Ian of murdering uh, Danny and things. It was all inspired by that. And so I thought, let's make a game of it. So it's quite simple, Emma. I'm going to say the location of a murder Mm -hmm. and the weapon or the way they were murdered. And you just have to tell me who was the murderer. I have flashbacks to Mostly Ghostly right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Halloween edition. <laughs> hey, the Halloween ones are coming back up soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> and it's our birthday next week. Yay! So, without further ado, here's your first one, Emma. In the Fowler's kitchen with an iron. And that would be Little Mo. Yep. Now, I know she didn't actually yeah. kill Trevor, but in that episode, in her head, she certainly did. <laughs> oh, was it Little Mo? It might be in Victorian Little Mo, telling her to bang his brains in. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Butcher, got blood all over your shirt. <laughs> so, on to the second one, Emma. On a flyover, with a push. Johnny Allen pushing Andy Hunter. Correct. Got that. That's two now. Two now in the bank, Emma. Third one. In the Vic with the doorstop. Chrissy Watts. Murderer. <laughs> Do I have a bonus point if I say that Zoe hit him first? <laughs> I'll give you it. I'll give you it. That's two. Two points there for that. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it was double brain trauma. It was kind of like... So we assisted in the killing. <laughs> in a burnt out slum with an overdose. Dot Cotton. Of course. <laughs> it's that really infamous time that Dot murdered her son. <laughs> in E20 with an ashtray. Steve Owen. Oh, correct. In the arches with a car boot. Ronnie Mitchell. Correct. In the street with a car. Now, this is a trick one because it could be... I, could I, be anyone, I, to be fair. There's two people in particular that you could you could get it for. Yeah, because So either way, it's a win if you get it right. Because there's Frank knocking over Tiffany, but there's also Janine knocking over Danielle. There you go. Two points. Emma, you got both of them. Woo! Next one. You know what this reminds me of as well? The Ghost of Walford that used to be on the website. Oh, so good. Good times, good times. Off a cliff 
with a push. <laughs> Janine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, our wonderful, delightful murderess. She has another one. In Janine's kitchen with a knife. Well, technically, it was Janine and Alice was there and she got framed for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll but give it... you that. I'll give you that. But we know it was Janine. <laughs> we, we know it was Janine. <laughs> In the Irish Sea with total <laughs> unwillingness to help. <laughs> oh. Damn it. Correct. <laughs> you have got all of the points yes! plus two extra bonus points. So, Emma, what I'm going to give you, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. So, for your bonus prize, you get the blood-stained doorstop that was Pauline's little dog. <laughs> and for your proper prize, you get to go on a murder mystery tour around Wolfhard, <gasps> led by none other than Denny Akura. <gasps> oh, wow. That is actually the dream. <laughs> I wish it was real. <laughs> so just a heads up, next week it's our first birthday. Wow! Yeah. Oh my God! So there's going to be lots of celebration in next week's podcast. And if you have any favourite moments over the year that we've been doing this, please let us know and we'll maybe try and include them or do a little special episode where we can look back on our year oh. oh wow yes it's happy birthday to us happy birthday please make a fuss <laughs> <laughs> send in loads of your messages make us feel super special <laughs> <laughs> love that we wish you many happy returns on your birthday, children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be making cakes for us. So oh! we'll put that up on Twitter and Instagram as well so you can see them. Great idea! This week's episode is sponsored by Quick Hatching DIs. Do you need a DI on the double? Well, look no further. Just drop one of these eggs in a bowl of water and watch it grow. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.